0: Hello. Hi. Welcome back. 31 days of podcasting. And I think that yesterday I said it was day 12, but it was actually day 11. But today is for real day 12. It's tw- it's easy to keep track of because it's like the day, right? Like the 12th day of 31 days of podcasting is January 12th not that hard. Get it together, Liz. (laughs) Okay. So what I want to talk about today is a statistic I find a little bit baffling, and it is my age of money in YNAB. Okay. So let me, that's like a little jargony. So YNAB, Y-N-A-B stands for a budgeting software tool that is called You Need a Budget. Ynab, Ynab, right? It sounds like wine app, like ooh, an app for wine, which I would enjoy. But it's you need a budget. So I've been using You Need a Budget, which is budgeting software, for a little over a year, and it has pros and cons. I've done a couple episodes about it. I've d- I talked about it a lot online. I love the way that it handles individual transactions. I am I don't love like the at-a-glance view, reporting, high-level pictures that it gives you. That's I think like the most way to say it. So one of the things that YNAB does is it tracks what it calls your age of money. And YNAB isn't just software. They have like this whole philosophy and their goal is to like educate people and help them budget their money better. So you can like take control of their money. So you can take control of your own money. I think I said that wrong. And I think that that's great. And so they have all these rules, like give it, give every dollar a job and like track your real expenses and some other things that I'm not remembering. And one of the their principles is that you want to try to get 30 days ahead on your bills. So like you're using, like instead of using this month's money, so it's January right now, I'm going to get paid on January 15th and then January 31st. So rather than using... January's paychecks to pay for January's expenses. Their idea is that I would be using December's money to pay for January's expenses. And then I don't have to spend my January money right away. It can sit in the bank for a little while before I need to use it. Does that make sense? I I think it does. (laughs) And so it gives you this chart. Like when you go into, you need a budget and you go into the reporting, you can see your age of money and it goes up and down as you have money come in and you have money going out. And I think the easiest way to think of it is like, imagine that instead of, of course, I think most of us get our paychecks through direct deposit. And so instead of like a direct deposit, imagine you just got like a stack of dollars. So actual cash dollars, the green ones. And every time you got like, you have a stack in front of you, I'm using a lot of hand gestures right now, even though you cannot see me. So you've got this big stack of money and every time you get paid, like money goes on the top, right? So every time a paycheck comes in, you get like more and more dollars stacked on top, stacked on top until your stack is higher. But every time you're sending money out, you're paying your rent or your mortgage or your car payment or buying clothes or paying for Netflix, you take money off the bottom of the stack. So money comes in, goes on the top of the stack, money going out to pay for things comes from the bottom of the stack. The age of money is like how long when it before a dollar that got put on the top of the stack makes its way to the bottom of the stack and you have to use it to send money going out. So like if you got paid, like if you you had zero dollars in your bank account and you got paid today and then you immediately had to go take that money right out of your bank account to say pay rent then your age of money would be zero dollars I think that I have just done a like medium good job of explaining what age of money is in You Need a Budget. So at the very beginning of the year, when I started in January, well, I've been using You Need a Budget for more than a year. But when 2023 started, my age of money had gone up to 87 days, which I think is pretty good. Like I said, they want you to be at least 30. And we were at 87 and then by the end of the year, when I looked in December or right now, I think when I looked, it was down to 81. But throughout the year, it really went up and down and it got as low as 39 and I'm going to be really honest with you. I'm I never totally understood this metric and I never felt like, "Oh, I totally get why this went up or why it went down." Like I knew if I bought something or I paid for something big, it would go down. So every time I was, I know I've mentioned I was like working on paying off our car, and so some months I'd I'd put like $5,000 towards the car loan, and then I I would see that like my age of money would drop a little bit because it was like, you know, you're taking more money off the bottom of the stack like a little more quickly than usual. But I think I would get confused Used because I think it would, there wasn't really a way for me to mark when I was, let's say moving money into a taxable brokerage account. So if I was saying, Hey, I have some money left over, I'm going to invest that like that counted as spending, I think. And so that reduced my age of money, which I was trying to think about it. And I was like, should it, should it not? I don't know. I'm not sure. And then same, like when I funded our IRAs and invested that money, it was it saw that as a big expense. There wasn't like a great way in WinApp to say, no, that's not like spending, that's just moving money. You can mark things as a transfer, but then it didn't like take it out of my budget if that makes sense. It kind of seemed to me like if I took our average monthly expenses and divided that by like the amount of total cash I had on hand, that should be about what my age of money is. So like I just mentioned, I think two episodes ago, we have about probably six months of living expenses, like like moderate living expenses, not including like a big car repair, a big home repair, a vacation or something. And so, I I was like, oh, so my age of money in my head, it seems like it should be like around six months or maybe a little bit less because of course we have had a number of like larger expenses this year, but it doesn't seem like it should be as low as, you know, 80 something days is about three months. So I found that a little bit confusing. I mean, really this, I think just underscores some of the things that YNAB is known for, which is that it's a really cool tool. It's a really powerful tool. People who love it, like really love it. And it has a pretty big learning curve. Like I've been using, (laughs) you you need a budget for more than a year. And I'm still like, wait, what's the age of money? Where, uh, how did you, how did we get there? And I still sometimes find myself a little bit confused. I'm like, wait, does the leftover roll over at the end of the month or does it not? Like, wait, how do I, every, I swear every time I have a credit card payment, I'm like, wait, how do I mark this as a credit card payment? So it just shows it's like credit card payment and not as spending. And I've had a hard time getting like my accounts to kind of balance. I have been trying another tool. I've been trying Monarch Money. And I got to say, I really like it. The difference between the two, like the, at the very highest level, the difference between Monarch money and you need a budget for me, I would summarize it this way. You need a budget does a really like incredibly beautiful job of managing single transactions. So every day when I look at it and I'm like, okay, here's five new transactions from the weekend, I can see them really easily. I can categorize them really easily. If there's a duplicate, it's really easy to identify them as a duplicate and like merge those two. It's so good at that, but the big picture view, the reporting, I just feel like I never, it never totally clicked for me. And then on the other hand in Monarch, the individual transactions, it's a little bit clunky. Like it's fine. It's not terrible, but okay. Let's see if I can describe this succinctly when I tap on a new transaction and I'm like, Oh, Hey, that's not the right category. I want to change the category. Like I tap into the transaction. I tap into categories. I type in a few letters of what I know the category should be. And it still shows me like, monarch suggestions. <laughs> so what happens to me often is like a, a transaction comes in. Let's say I went to Chipotle and monarch says that's a restaurant. And I'm like, Oh, actually I categorize that as takeout. So I go in, I tap on category it's defaulted to restaurant, but I can like tap it and say, like, I want to change it. And then I type in like T a K cause I'm trying to get to take out and it still shows me it's like in the list of suggestions. The first one is restaurant <laughs> like the second one is something else. And then like the third or fourth one is takeout, even though I just typed in T-A-K. And I feel like it should move takeout to the top of the suggested list because I just typed that in. And then I tap takeout. And then it asks me if I want to make a rule, like, oh, do you want Chipotle to always be marked as takeout? And I have to either say, yes, I want to make a rule or dismiss that menu because that menu is hovering right over the button that I need to press to say like, yes, this is reviewed, like this is good to go. And they're just really small UI UX things, but it's annoying. But I love the big picture view in Monarch and I love the reporting. So YNAB, way better for like individual transaction handling, not so good on big picture reporting. And then Monarch is the opposite, like handling individual transactions is a little bit annoying, but I really like the way it displays a big picture and shows me reporting. So I've been going back and forth between the two, but I wanted to share my age of money because people who are into YNAB like love to talk about their age of money, especially when you first start using it and you're watching it grow. It is exciting to see it go up. But then once it gets to a certain height, I guess, I feel like it's kind of like my credit score. I'm like, I know it's high. I know it's good. I can't really tell you why it goes up and down a little bit every day, but I'm not going to worry about it. So anyways, that was my age of money and YNAB. If you have thoughts, if you love YNAB, if you love Monarch, if you can enlighten me more about age of money, you know where to find me on the gram. I've been loving getting your messages this month from you who have been listening to the podcast every day or maybe bitching a few every couple of days. Thank you for telling me that you're enjoying them. And if you're not enjoying them, thank you for not messaging me me and telling me that. I think I just said in another episode, like, I feel like I've really carved out just the perfect cozy corner for myself on the internet. I was just telling Maggie, I like it when people my favorite messages to get. Well, that's not true. I don't have a favorite. I love them all. But lately I've gotten a couple that are like, Hey, I like you, but I really like you and Maggie (laughs) together. And of course I'm talking about Maggie from Inside Out Money. And I was just talking to her earlier today. It's not like a internet. This is not a showmance. (laughs) It's a real friendship. And I'm like so happy for that. And Um, like I said, just all the connections that I've made online. Okay. I'm really getting sappy here. All right. I got, (laughs) I don't know how I got there from age of money on you need a budget, but thank you for listening. And I can't wait to talk to you tomorrow. Bye.